This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. This is Pastor Callie Hargraves uh, with Warrior Watch today here on Wednesday. So excited to be here with you. Uh, excited about my guests that I have today. I want to encourage you, if you've never listened to BPN Radio or you're a new listener, to get to pray about uh, supporting this uh, ministry and network. God is using this network to raise up prayer warriors across America. It is a personal uh, passion and mandate of mine to encourage my generation, men, women alike, to pick up the mantle of prayer and to make a difference because I believe nothing happens unless we pray first. Prayer is the vehicle that unleashes the power of God. Today, I am so excited about having Stephanie McDaniel, an amazing young woman, mighty woman of God. Uh, She's young in years, but old in the spirit and has just such a heart for Jesus. And I got to know her through um, a group of amazing praying women, women, women that are making a difference, not only in the marketplace, but for sure making a difference in the kingdom of God. And um, she started this uh, business called Purity and Majesty. And it's a jewelry making business. It's a beautiful business. And she's, God has kind of taken that along and, and grown that. And uh, she's in the, in the process of launching something called Reviving the Renaissance, Renaissance Woman. And I just wanted to bring her on today to talk about her heart because she's not only working in the marketplace, but she's, uh, she's making a difference for women that are in need, that have been in bondage, and she's, she's opening up an outlet for them to uh, make money, to be creative, to find their voice again, to find their way again. And then she's just doing business which I believe God has called his church to do all types of things. I think it's, it's time for the church to go into every um, mountain of influence that there is, and business is one of them. So welcome today, Miss Stephanie. Welcome to be, I'm so happy to have you with me today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you, Callie. I am too. Okay, now I want to ask you a real quick question. You're you're really young. You're a young married woman with a little baby and just, you know, in in with a lot a lot of people looking on will say, How does a young girl in her twenties uh have a business, have a multiple businesses, a baby, a husband? So tell me, I know you love Jesus very passionately. Tell me how Purity and Majesty got started. Tell me what it is and how it got started. Yes. So, you know, it's funny because I didn't start off thinking, you know what, today I'm going to start a jewelry business. Right. (laughs) You know, honestly, I was just in this place of life feeling very stagnant and, you know, really just searching. I felt like I, I was like, Lord, I feel like I've lost joy in pursuing you in a lot of ways. And I don't want that. Right. So you were in, a, you, you were in like a, a stagnant place and you felt like you needed to reconnect in a way. Right, right. Yes. And I felt like he took me on this journey and was really teaching me, you know, Stephanie, I want you to pursue joy, period. And I'll meet you there. And so, you know, what that looked like was, okay, I'm going to start making jewelry in my prayer time because... You know, it was a familiar thing for me. I made jewelry growing up with my mom and was just re-inspired. My mother-in-law was making jewelry. So just very naturally, during prayer and worship time, started making jewelry. And it was from that place that I really got vision for a jewelry business. And it just started out of, you know, partnering with God in this place of desire. And, you know, really get started. God just started breathing on it from there. Okay, so you started making jewelry, and how, you know, I I guess you started selling it, or did you open up a business, or did you just start selling it to friends? It just kind of evolved into a business, I would assume. Yes, yes, very naturally it it evolved. So I was making it, and people started, you know, just placing orders. My mom worked at a boutique, and so there was women coming in, like, where did you get that jewelry? And so, 
you know, very quickly as I was getting many orders, I was thinking, you know what, I have the time. I might as well, you know, take this thing, take this thing seriously and really pursue this because I felt the just significance of it early on. And so, yes, I just jumped both feet in and, you know, created a website and, you know, started doing booths and um, just really getting getting it out there. And, you know, starting out, I knew that I wanted to have a business that was helping human trafficking, helping that fight. And so I just started with what I knew. You know, everything was very vague at the beginning. I just felt, you know, significance with it. So I was like, okay, well, I know that A21, Christine Kane's ministry, is fighting this. So I'm going to start with that, and I'm going to donate a portion of the proceeds. And so I started with that and, you know, just kept stirring, being stirred for, you know, what was next. And I, I always knew that I wanted to not just be, you know, funding the cause, but I wanted to be in the trenches with these women. So I wanted to be face-to-face, heart-to-heart, walking along girls in these safe houses that were coming out of human trafficking. And so very naturally, I was able to enter into safe houses and teach jewelry and how to make jewelry and really kind of share the journey of that. And, you know, what I found is that jewelry was just the gateway. So it really got me in the door to, you know, have a craft to do with these girls. And, you know, what it brought was just the most powerful thing when it comes to, you know, transformation. And that's just simple relationship. And really that's what these girls are just hungry for is just normalcy and relationship. I love love this. Okay. I want to, I want to, there's a few things that you said that I think are gold uh, (laughs) in the sense of, for the listener. First of all, you had... A desire you, you felt like okay, you know you you you're a young mother, your husband's probably working a lot of hours out. You know you've got a baby. You're you're at home by yourself a lot, and so <laughs> a lot of times when women get in that situation where you're like okay, I used to go to school, I used to do this, now I'm kind of in this. I feel stagnant. You know, I feel like I'm just a mommy, I'm just a wife, which is the greatest two jobs in the in the whole world. But the enemy sometimes can use that to, you know. The enemy sometimes can make that feel insignificant. But so you're in this stagnant place and God says, okay, I want you to start, just start doing your jewelry and prayer time. And so you started that. And I look, here's what I, I picked up on. You just started with what the Holy Spirit said. You didn't try to figure out the whole plan. Mm-hmm. And I think many times when God breathes on something, it begins to just multiply. And we want, some some personalities really want the whole plan. It never happens that way. It comes right. with one piece at a time. He breathes on it. You walk that out. And then he then he unfolds the next piece. And so that's, that's how this is working for you. You started out making jewelry. Then all of a sudden you're selling it at Boost. Your mom's ordering it. Now you're, you're supporting a, a mission that you believe in. Save these girls that are coming out of you know, sex trafficking, and now you're wanting to teach them. I love this. It's transitioning into something that you're not only making money to support this en- endeavor, but now you're helping them see that they can be creative too. How long did that process take? Um, you know, I think that it, it did actually take a little bit of a process because at first it was just like a dream in my heart. It's almost like God's been speaking things to me and then it starts materializing, you know, three or four months out. So, you know, honestly, um, my husband and I were in Montreal, Canada the past, you know, six months cause he's been playing football there. And so while I was there, I was just like dreaming with God and, really strategizing on what it would look like when I got back to Texas because that's where I had the connection with these girls at the safe house. And so really as soon as I got back, um, I was able to, you know, get in the door with these girls at the safe house so that, you know, even though initially I started out with that dream in my heart within the first four months, it, it was probably another nine months before I was back in the safe house, um, you know, for that second time after being out of town. And what's really interesting is that, you know, while I was in Montreal, all I saw was, okay, like, I feel like where God is taking this is, is to be able to be in these safe houses with these women and it be, you know, a place where other women can come alongside me. And that was really the main thing that was on my heart was, um, okay, this is so much 
bigger than just jewelry because this is about rebuilding the whole woman. And that has to do with, you know, you know, not just them walking with God and not just them, you know, loving God, but I'm going to be a wife one day. I'm going to be a mom one day. So that involves, you know, cooking that involves, um, you know, jewelry or or not jewelry, um, fashion and makeup and different things like that, that just are simple, girly things. And so I thought, okay, if I have come into this place out of joy and desire to, you know, create jewelry, how many other women have felt, you know, stagnant? And what is it that, what am I to do, God? You've done so much in me. I don't know where to start. Well, what if a starting place was, hey, I love to cook and I may not be able to preach from the pulpit how to cook, but I can get into these safe houses, get into relationship with these gals and teach them how to cook. And from there, you know, I've, women are finding their voice from that place. Wow. And so that's really where it transitioned to. I love that. So you literally, you're just like, okay, I've got, I've got this outlet. Now I'm going to get down in the trenches with these girls and I'm going to become their friend. I'm going to build relationships. So, uh, you know, effectively the Holy Spirit can use me to help literally transform their lives. And that's what's happening. I mean, you start, you start giving somebody a skill, you start giving someone a creative outlet, you start giving someone fellowship, all three of those mm-hmm. things with, with someone that's following Jesus. And what happens is you start reproducing yourself in the lives of the people that you're affecting. So that is so amazing. So, so now you're back, so you're working with these women. Um, tell me about the Renaissance woman, kind of how that came into be. Yes. So I am actually really excited about this because, you know, for a while I felt like Jordan Majesty's tagline I was having a hard time with. Okay. I know this has so much to do with human trafficking. So should it be purity and majesty from rescue to redeemed? And I just never land on something because I felt like there was so much to it. I didn't want it to be, you know, just limited to women and human trafficking, although that's widely important. And so as I was feeling just this shift and transition to, you know, really invite other women along this journey with me. Um, you know, I was really starting to see how it was, ex- how it was expanding to really unlocking the heart of every woman. And, um, you know, so whether your background was, you know, you used to sell your body for a living or you're, um, you know, a mom or you are a businesswoman, you know, that's every woman. And I feel like, um, God was just really stirring in me how much, you know, maybe even corporately, I know for me, I partnered a lot with um, obligation and pressure, and this is what it's supposed to look like to, you know, be a disciple and and a Christian mom and doing ministry, and I didn't really know exactly what it looked like, but all I knew was, man, there are some, like, real um, unmet desires in my heart. And, um, I don't know why that is. And what I found was that it was because I wasn't really doing self-discovery and like, God, what did you put in my heart that I desire? Like, what are things that really make me tick? What are joy centers for me? And as he took me on that journey, it was just really revealing to me of how, how that is just a beautiful place for, you know, God to partner with us as a whole and as like his kingdom and partner with him to bring his kingdom to earth. And so when it comes to the Renaissance woman, that's really what um, I feel like, you know, captures a lot of what God is doing here. And that's, you know, when you look at the Renaissance, it was a, you know, in, in history, it was a like a rebirth and a resurgence of um, really it created a cultural legacy because people were bringing all that they had to the table. Right. So it was... Um, you know, it was all forms of art. It was, you know, invading all the forms of business and philosophy and creativity. And it really quite literally marked history. And that was a lot of um, where humanism started. And really humanism is, you know, in short, looking at what you have internally and everything that you need to be successful is inside of you and bringing that to the table. And so like part of that I love and then part of that, you know, wasn't super excited about, but with, you know, researching that, I feel like God is just, you know, I want to redefine the Renaissance because really humanism is doing everything and creating success by yourself. Um, because you are capable because there there's, there's just so much, 
capability within us, but I want to partner with you and I want to par- partner with you out of this place of desire. And, um, that means, and that means you not shrinking any part of you back. So well, you're and not what you're, just, what you were saying is I want to, I want to, there was a portion of the Renaissance that was very good, mm-hmm. but it went in a very, I don't need God. Everything's within me type of direction. But right. you want to rebirth that renaissance and say, okay, there is lots of things in you that are good, but what happens when I totally commit to Jesus? You know what someone I read yesterday, and I, this was so impacting to me. The more you discover the God you serve, the more you discover yourself and your eternal call and purpose. Mm. And many yes. times we've thought, you know, and, and, and humanism teaches that self-discovery and there's nothing wrong. There's a, there's the church in a, in a sense has not um, taught people enough about self-discovery. You know, right. we've been all God discovery, but here's the truth. The more I know about God and his purpose and plan and will, and the more I know about him, then I, then he will allow me to, to discover the DNA gold that he put inside of me and my eternal call and purpose will, will bubble to the top. And, and there can be a rebirth and a resurgence of the Renaissance woman because it's, it's totally in line with God's, God's will. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying to me? Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think that it's what I'm seeing, you know, as things are kind of coming together in my heart, what I'm seeing take place is just, there's such ease with this 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 type of movement for the church to be taken outside the walls right right. you know um because it's so easy to you know want to invite people to your church and your church gathering because god is there and he's moving there but sometimes i feel like it's you know some not sometimes not as seamless or there can be some disconnects from the standpoint of how do i invade the industries of our nation like when you think about the, the seven mountains, like the entertainment industry, the, you know, the, the fashion industry, the sports industry, like those, like, that's where we want to occupy. Like we want like God to be, um, like through us, we want God to be moving and setting the tone and that hasn't really been the case. And so I feel like, you know, this type of thing, this type of, you know, Renaissance movement almost frees, um, the church to be like, you know what, like I, I want to, I want to, okay, I'm, I'm passionate in, you know, the cooking or I'm passionate in fashion. Well, if God is the ultimate, you know, creator and designer, you better believe that he's going to be able to download strategies on how to really take ground in that arena. And how to go into the arena and go in through the back door and they don't even realize you're there until after you're there. Like the real, you know, if you would have named it, uh, what was that other call thing that you were talking about from what was the first thing? Resurrection to redeemed or? Yeah. Yeah. Re- rescue to redeem. Rescue yes, to redeem. Yes. Okay. Immediately. I don't care whether you're a strong Christian or not. You know, that's something Christian, but when right, you, right. when you call it the Renaissance woman and you open it up with a, a, a branding like that, then you're going to be able to go into an arena and then you position it where we're going in through the back door and we're letting the light of Jesus shine through us. And we're taking ground that we should have never lost anyway, Stephanie. We should have never lost the ground. So we're going back and taking back the business world, the creative worlds, the entertainment worlds, the the sports world, um, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever uh, mountain or whatever platform of influence that God has called you to. It is God's will that we go in and we make converts and we can't make converts if we are considered the weird people. Right. Yes, yes. You know, we can be we can be a holy nation. We mm-hmm. can be set apart, but we can also be attractive in the sense that God in us and our creative creativity is so amazing that people are attracted to us. Right. And I love this. I absolutely love this. I believe that this millennial group uh, especially not not only the millennials but also the baby boomers. I, I think it's going to hit every every area when it comes to age groups, but for sure the millennials. I think the millennials are going to have a, an ability to go in and take ground like no other generation because they understand the 
first of all, the importance of being relevant and being, uh, you know, like the Bible says, you got to have salt. You know, they got to be, mm-hmm. they got a taste of you and and want more of you. you got your presence got to bring salt to them to where they want it. Okay, and I think there is. I think we've viewed salt as just preaching the gospel in our box, you know, in the church or, and not that any of that goes away. We've got to have churches. We've got to have places to disciple these people, love these people. Mm -hmm. The church will always be the church and the the church is an amazing organism. But I do believe God has called us to go in to these platforms of influence and really infiltrate and take them over. That's what you call establishing the kingdom of God. Right. And, and that is what we're going to be doing. Um, so you came up with this. Tell me what, what it means to, um, what's, what's your next plan for reviving the Renaissance woman? What, what are some of the ideas that you have that going forward? Right. Well, I think that kind of the exciting thing and um, slightly nerve wracking thing is I'm, I'm not exactly sure what this looks like, but this is what I do know is that um, when I, got this word reviving the renaissance woman i knew renaissance women when i saw them wow so what's really cool about that is that i'm able to connect with these women i, I even you know was able to talk to your daughter lauren and and every time i talk with somebody that i see as a renaissance woman more unfolds because god speaks to them he just sprinkles significance on it i mean i honestly came to lauren and said, I don't know what this looks like, but this is the word God gave me, revival of the Renaissance woman. Let's talk about it. And we talked for an hour, you know, tears were shed wow. and we got wow. further. <laughs> wow. Isn't it amazing? Yes. So, so as God, God just put that in your heart and God's been showing you different women that you are to involve in this process. And as you talk and, and minister with them or talk to them, it more unfolds. That's awesome. That's awesome. Right. Right. Because I feel like whenever you know that word was spoken, um, it was you know the Renaissance woman. Yes, that's going to be a part of purity and majesty, and it's going to be. I'm restructuring my product line around that. You know, with a very with a flagship piece where you know that piece can be like a messenger for it. But I know at the same time that the Renaissance woman that that word is not just for me. It's like okay, I have this word, but I'm going to put it on the table. Like, how can we use this word? to, um, you know, come alive in the hearts of others. And, um, so I know that, you know, right now it's strategically speaking, you know, I just started with a video like, Hey, this is how the Renaissance woman is unfolding. And I'm really getting more clarity on it every day. That's <laughs> so. so amazing. You know, what, going back to the conversation we've been taught, you know, pieces of this conversation, we talked about when the Renaissance was actually happening in history and how people were bringing all of their gifts and their talents to the table. And there was a like self-discovery, which is all this is very good. All this is very good. And for many, for many years in our history, I mean, the, even in past American history, when you talk about, you know, even all the way back to biblical history and before women have been pigeonholed. A mm-hmm. lot. I mean, it's mm-hmm. even today there are, there are even in the church, a lot of times they're pigeonholed. You can't preach, you can't teach, you can't, there's denominations that believe that and, and hold fast to that. And, you know, uh, women have been suppressed down. So part of the Renaissance woman was probably birthed by God in a sense of our Renaissance era was for people to find self-discovery and God created us all to be gifted and to make a difference and to make an impact and to, and to show love. And I mean, God, there's not one human being that God didn't create with a purpose and a plan to impact the the people around them. But sometimes that can get perverted when we don't dream with God, when we don't submit that to God. So we're going to take a moment here and we're going to have a song, uh, blameless um play by dara uh, mclean and um i want you to be blessed and then i'm going to come back and we're going to talk more about uh reviving the renaissance woman talk we're going to talk more about dreaming with god and allow you know god it's god's will and purpose and plan that we dream with him and that he walks us into the fullness of our destiny but i also want to touch base of you know the faith that it takes to see God do that, and then what our faith is really designed for. And we'll talk more about that when, we, when I come back with Stephanie. What manner of love is this that you would lay down your life 
Pastor Callie Hargraves, and I've, I've got this amazing, beautiful woman by the name of Stephanie McDaniel with me today, the owner and operator of Purity and Majesty. She's in the process of launching a company called Reviving the Renaissance Woman. And uh, I just, I love Stephanie. I love her heart. I loved her the minute I met her. She's such a precious, amazing young woman, smart, beautiful, but more than that, loves Jesus with all of her heart. And uh, she's got a business. It's called Purity majesty.com www.puritymajesty.com you can go on there and you can view all the beautiful things that she makes and uh that the women that help her make and then um i give you an opportunity to see what she's doing and and how she's impacting her world and we we've been talking about how this is this whole purity majesty concept has evolved and it started uh, stephanie as just you were in a place where you were feeling a little lost, right? You were just feeling, mm -hmm. you were a little lost. And sometimes we, we feel like we come to those places in our life where we're just a little bit lost and we're just like, you know, it's a transition spot and that's where she was. And she just began to focus on the Lord and say, Lord, what can I do? And God put in her heart, you know what? I want you to start making jewelry. So in her prayer time, she started making jewelry and, and that evolved into a business and, now it's evolving into the Renaissance woman. So let's go back and talk about the Renaissance woman and what your plans are and what you're doing right now with that. 
Yes. So, you know, I think that the most you know, recent and exciting thing that I'm doing with Purity and Majesty and this Renaissance woman is, you know, practically speaking, I am, you know, getting in safe houses where women coming out of human trafficking are going. And really what's powerful about this is that, you know, the thing about women in these safe houses is that they chose to go there. So, you know, the first time that I walked into one of these safe houses, I was a little nervous, like, hmm, like I don't have, I don't have this type of trauma in my background. Will I be able to relate? even care what I say and what I found is when I walked in there none of that mattered all they really saw and were wanting was relationship and they wanted um they wanted to be women of God and you know something really clicked for me there Callie I I saw that I was there teaching them you know jewelry and just sharing my testimony with these girls um and I saw okay this is bigger than jewelry this is bigger than you know, just purity and majesty, because I, I felt like everywhere I turned, I was having a conversation with somebody, you know, in my normal everyday life, where women were like, oh, I have such a heart for, for restoring women, and especially the issue of human trafficking, I just haven't known where to start. And, you know, from that place of women, you know, really having that permission to, hey, come alongside me, um, they've been coming alive. And it's, it's like God is create is invading the creative spaces and you know, not my life, but the person next to me and the person next to her. And, you know, it's becoming more than just, you know, an ideal, but, you know, it, it's turning into, you know, tangible things that can be used. That's so awesome. That's awesome. So you, you went into the safe house the first time thinking, Lord, I, I don't even come from this kind of trauma. How am I going to be able to re relate or am I going to be able to relate? And what's so amazing is when we get into these areas, you know, we're still all people and, and you find those common grounds, a woman's a woman's a woman, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the same beautiful things, the same creative ways you think those around you think too, they just, sometimes you just got to impact, unpack some of the trauma or look past some of the trauma to begin to watch that flower unfold. So that's been so beautiful. So you're working with these safe houses. You're also supporting some ministries that are already, that have been doing it for a while. And then you're in the process of rebranding re, re your company. Is that what I am I understanding? Yes. Yes. I, um, you know, in the past, just up until this point, I had known that I wanted to help impact, you know, the human trafficking realm. But when the Renaissance woman came um, to me, I felt like God just spoke that to just really unlock the heart of every woman. And so, you know, I, I've i been excited about it, and it's really given me permission to rebrand my business in a way to where, like, yes, we're in fight against human trafficking, but revival of the Renaissance woman is for every woman, no matter the background. And so, you know, what that's looking like from just a practical, you know, standpoint is, um, you know, really rebranding and repositioning my product line, you know, consolidating it to a place where I have a flagship piece that represents that. You know, in the, in the past, I've always named my jewelry, and I felt like that was something God put on my heart early on, that, you know, these pieces of jewelry, um, they're going to be, there's going to be weight to them. You know, right. there's going to be that, because words carry weight words can be prophetic words you know have been a part of it all along and it's been really fun because recently I have had you know several women tell me Stephanie when I wear your jewelry um I feel empowered like I feel beautiful I feel I feel what this the name of this is and so you know knowing that and knowing that that, that was just God sprinkling significance on it you know moving forward I've really seen you know one of these pieces it's, it's a triple drop pearl necklace and it being like the, the renaissance one piece and i've really seen that Kelly, as um you know not just a piece of jewelry but a messenger you know it's so it's so funny that you say that you gave me a piece here the other day that has faith on it and it's gorgeous i love the little piece that you gave me and i've been wearing it and the other night i looked down at that piece of jewelry and i picked up that it says faith on that metal piece at the end and I looked at that, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, um, 
I'm giving you, I'm increasing your faith. You're going to have extraordinary faith in this season. So God spoke to me and I really wasn't even playing. I mean, I, I loved the piece that you gave me. I loved that it said faith, but I just didn't think much about it. I just put it around my neck and that was the end of it. And then that night as I was pulling it off my neck, the Lord said, I'm, this was so prophetic. You getting this and I, you have, you're going to, you're going to operate in greater faith and you're going to have extraordinary faith in this season. And so I, I do believe that, what you're doing is not just a business, but it is uh, being breathed on by the Holy Spirit. You know, um, momentum, when you, when you talk about a Kairos moment, and I talked a little bit about that in a video yesterday, but when you talk about a Kairos moment and a Kronos moment, both of those are Greek terms. Kronos means father time. It's what we use to manage our time, you know, days, weeks, months, years, whatever. But Kairos is, is what they call an opportunity, a set opportunity. And many times, I, you know, I hate to say that, but people, us, Christians, non-Christians, we'll, many times we'll miss our Kairos moments because we're not, we're not in the place to see them accurately. You know, we're just not, and so we miss them. But I've been praying and I've, I've been hearing the Lord say, I'm, 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 I've brought my church, I've brought my people into a Kairos moment. It's, a, it's moments that are filled with momentum. And, hmm. uh, and, you know, Kairos would mean, this is what it actually meant. It was tied to a word that was, was um, tied to archery back during the, during the Greeks and the Romans. And it was tied to archery. And they would shoot the arrow and they had a, it was like a tubular type of thing, and it was called the opportune. And you had to get the arrow in that really narrow tube, and if you were able to get the arrow in that tube, it would hit the target. So it took a very, it took someone that was really tuned to that tube to be able to hit the target. And we're in a sense, so there was much momentum. If you could get the tube, get the arrow into the tube, the momentum would carry it right where it needed to go. I, I truly believe that the church as a whole, the body of Christ, as we're in a millions of Kairos moments right now. I believe this is, mm. we're not stepping into a new year. We've stepped into a new era. Mm. We've stepped into a Kairos moment. Many of us, you're one of them. You've stepped into a Kairos moment with the Renaissance woman. So I believe that it is um, opportunities with momentum, moments with momentum. And, it, and the key to that is just staying focused on Jesus. There's really, it's a very simple key. Staying focused on Jesus and obedient to what he tells you to do for the day. Living in the present because it will, tomorrow will take care of itself, Stephanie. You know, and it's not that we can't plan and we can't, put out uh, some dreams and, but it, you got to live in the moment, stay focused on Jesus. And you go back to, you go back to Peter and he is, he's, Jesus is out on the water and he wants to do the supernatural. He's got a Kairos moment to walk on water, to do something, an opportune time to do something that he's never done before. And all he did was step out and watch Jesus. Hmm. And God did the rest. And then we know the story. The minute he wasn't watching Jesus, you know, he, he fell. So the point is, it's simple. It's just simple. We just got to plant our face in the direction of Jesus. Plant our ears in the direction of heaven. Be obedient with our hearts with the daily instruction. Because you have totally entered, I believe, a Kairos moment. Uh, 2017 is going to be moment after moment of momentum and miracles for you in this business. <clears throat> and the key is just following Jesus every day and following his instruction and not getting freaked out and just saying, okay, God, I trust you. You know, <laughs> I trust you with the timing on this. I trust you with the development of my product line. I trust you with the girls, that, the women that are supposed to be helping me. I trust you with the, the women that, are, that are pull, I'm pulling into this business. I trust you with every piece of it. And there are a lot of people listening today, and maybe you're not, a, maybe you're not building jewelry. Maybe you're not 
God didn't call you to do the Renaissance woman, but God called you to do something else. Maybe you're hearing God's voice to go do something that's creative in the space that God has created you to do. Uh, maybe it's music. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's architecture. Maybe it's medicine. Maybe it's missions. Maybe it's fivefold ministry. Maybe it's ministry in the marketplace. Maybe it's business. Maybe it's entertainment. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's arts. Uh, it can be a myriad of things. But I want to tell you, Pastor Kelly wants to tell you that if God spoke it to you and he has opened up a Kairos moment, you will not get the whole picture. You'll get a few words and you've got to step out on the few words. And if you'll step out on the few words and be faithful, he'll give you a few more. And we go back to the, to the talent when, 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 the, when the man was passing out the talents and he gave, he gave one talent, he gave five talents and he gave 10 talents. And he told him, he said, he said, I want you to take them and I want you to multiply them. And the guy that had 10 came back with 10. The guy that had five came back with five. And the one that had one, he was afraid and he buried it because he didn't think that, you know, he, he just didn't trust. Listen, you're, you will have some risk but it's really risk in your own head because when Jesus calls you to do something, he never calls us to do something that leaves us high and dry. He always gives us more than what we started with. And so I'm really excited about what you're doing, Stephanie. I, I'm, I'm excited to see where this is going. Um, so when do you think you'll make the change from purity and majesty to the, the Renaissance woman? When will that be online? And Right. Well, I really think that the the website is really in process. So, you know, I'm simply starting with naming, you know, first that first piece, the Renaissance piece. Yes. And I really see purity and majesty still as the umbrella and Renaissance oh, okay. revival of the Renaissance woman, just like that that tagline or that that line that really is the meat of it. Um, because you know, working with pearls, I do feel like that does represent purity. Oh, it and does. Recently, I um, have really felt the stirring to start incorporating gemstones. And so I feel like that represents majesty. And so, you know, with those two things, um, I, I think I'll be able to run with it. And Revival of the Renaissance Women is a part of purity and majesty. And who okay, knows? That makes sense that now. Is, mm -hmm, okay. Yes. So it's going to be a line within your, within your umbrella company. Exactly. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. I was a little bit confused about that. So, I, so you're actually just coming up with some brands under your umbrella company. That makes total sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then you're opening up some other aspects of that as far as ministry is concerned and helping um, not only women that are in trafficking, but, you know, we were talking about women and, you know, you got women, you're ministering to women that come from lots of different types of walks of life. I mean, women that maybe didn't have trauma, but they've, you know, you can, you can have a job working for us, you know, maybe you're the vice president of a company and you can be bound in your life. Right. <laughs> you right. Can, you can have areas that are totally twisted and messed up. So it really doesn't matter what social economic status someone's in or what level of education they've had or what family they were born into. Uh, without Christ, we're all a mess. Right. And, and without Christ, you can, you can still not have your voice and not have your your place, uh, run in the place that God's designed for you to run. So whether you're so right about that, Stephanie, whether you're, um, someone that comes from a privileged family and you had everything. I mean, I'm, I meet wealthy people that are miserable mm -hmm. that have no voice They're, They've got the voice of the world because that's what the world's told them, but they have no identity of their own, you know? And so Jesus came to transform us and give us life. And he came to bring us uh, into the to the best me that I can be. So I'm ex so excited about what you're doing because I believe God is going to use you to to uh, minister to a lot of different women, and not just women in the lowest runs of life or in the worst trauma situations. You're going to minister to them, and God's going to change their life and bring them into uh, the the prince the the princesses and the king the queens that they should be. But you're also going to go into uh, women of influence that are in that are in bondage, and God is going to use you to free them 
and to cause them to literally rise up and be everything God's called them to be as well. Mm, thank you so much, Callie. It's going to be a, it's going to be an amazing ride. 2017 is going to be a great blessed year. So I want to pray for people that are wanting to start businesses. Lord, I just declare in Jesus name that any woman or any man listening that wants to start a business, God, that you will just give them the courage, the wisdom, uh, the ability to have faith and step out and do what you want, what you want them to do, whether it's a business or a ministry or both. God, I just thank you that faith is, is arising in your people. I thank you for an opportunity to, um, to serve you, Lord. I thank you for an opportunity to do great exploits. I thank you that 2017 is a year that we are going to do by the Spirit more than we even imagined or thought. I pray over Stephanie and Cam, Lord. I pray over their business. I pray over... Uh, over uh, Cam and what he's doing within the sports world. I just declare that the, the will, purpose, and plan, your plan is coming to pass for them. I declare that everyone that's listening today, God, that, that you're opening up major doors for your people um, and that they're going to walk in the fullness of what you've called them to do. I declare that America is on fire with revival. I declare, I, pr I plead the blood of Jesus for America. I plead the blood of Jesus across this land. I plead the blood of Jesus across our president uh, elect that's coming. I plead the blood, blood of Jesus over our government. I plead the blood of Jesus over every church and every pastor and fivefold ministries and the Christian um, men and women across this nation that are standing for righteousness. I declare that there is going to be a, a Holy Ghost. Um, uh, renaissance revival, Father, that, that people are going to bring their ideas and their thoughts and their creativity, and they're going to totally surrender it to you. I declare that you're going to teach us how to win this generation, God, that you're going to open up our minds and teach us how to win this generation, the millennials, God. We call them in saved, healed, and delivered, and set free in Jesus' name. We're going to take a minute, and we're going to play another song uh, by Dara McLean called uh, Set My People Free. Once was a captive heart crying out like a fire alarm then grace rescued me you never stop till I was found you never tire of calling out this love is everything after all you've done in me I will be Follow where you lead As you say, set my people free Go into the world Every boy and girl Deserves to know a life Far beyond the fight and reach Where there's no light or hope So the captives know That my enemies can see That I will set my If I can't speak, I'll never move a mountain with arms so weak. With one word, you can make them fall. You go before me now, your faithfulness destroys the doubt. Your strength is fire to my soul. After all you've done in me, I will be your hands and You say set my people free Go into the world
Thank you, Stephanie, so much, uh, McDaniel, for being with me. I want to remind you, you can go to her website, www.puritymajesty.com, see what she's doing and the beautiful products and beautiful jewelry that she has there that are inspired by the Holy Ghost. Also, I want to tell you about here in Houston, Texas, fire February the 2nd and 3rd. Uh, you can go to warrior-chicks.com to get your tickets. This is going to be an incredible event. We believe that the Holy Ghost is going to move in a powerful way, and everyone that's a part of this event, is going to, God is really going to set their direction for 2017. I also want to encourage you to be a part of our prayer call February the 6th at 9 a.m. Uh, we love you. I declare the blessing of the Lord over you. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next week.
For the past hour, you've been listening to The Warrior's Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.